just get creative on small businesses on like how you can weave impact into it. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. I'm so excited for you to meet my guest today. Her name is Jillian Ryan. And Jillian and I actually met through social media through a mutual friend. Uh, We worked together in a one-to-one coaching capacity literally like three weeks before the world shut down in 2020. And um, it was such a beautiful experience to watch this woman grow and evolve in her business and pivot and actually come out on the other side. Like this is one of those stories and experiences that is just going to inspire you to think differently, think bigger, and think more creatively. And in this episode, Jillian shares a story of why corporate gifting and just giving in general is so important and her mission to bring together this idea of gifting and giving from a socially responsible perspective that allows companies to create bigger impact, not only with their employees and create an environment of camaraderie and connection and teamwork, but to actually give gifts with purpose and meaning that give back to other communities that give back to other countries or other social causes. And honestly, like this episode will open your mind as a leader, how you can give in a way that feels more in alignment with your mission, with your truth, with your company values and your vision and how to really help people feel seen and understood and really valued. And ultimately that's the point, right? If you're growing a team, if you're growing a business, if you're a leader, like you want your team to feel seen, you want them to feel heard and giving is such a beautiful way of doing that. And so it's such a beautiful story for Jillian um, as she navigated through this this idea of starting a company, like her brand was really meant to be just the side hustle. And now it's a beautiful, amazing million dollar business that supports so many other people in the world and gives her the opportunity to do the things that she loves. So my guest today is Jillian Ryan. She is the founder and CEO of Marie May Company, which is a lifestyle brand creating ethically made professional gifts that give back. She's also the host of the Good Office podcast. And with a background of advertising, Fortune Fortune 100 companies, Jillian wanted to do more to support entrepreneurs in emerging markets. So she combined her experience and her love of fine paper products and launched Marie May Company in October of 2014. And with a passion for making a difference in the world, Jillian set out to create polished products that are always professional yet never boring. Every single product is designed with the consideration that it would be serious enough for a corporate business meeting yet features interesting luxe details to spark conversation. She's super focused on using eco-friendly paper, 
All of her stationary products are sourced and produced here in the US. And additionally, Jillian works with artisans around the globe to create their own stationary and lifestyle accessories, such as recycled hand-carved horn products made by Ugandan artisans and vegetable tan leather accessories handcrafted by Haitian artisans. In the process of building her company, Jillian realized that there were many lessons that she wished she had been taught in business school to help her succeed in the entrepreneurial world. And this thought sparked the development and formation of the Marie May Business School. Focusing on providing practical business training, the Marie May Business School seeks out teachers who have started businesses of their own, giving them firsthand experience to pass on to other female entrepreneurs around the world. The current ongoing program is based in Dallas, Texas, empowering formerly trafficked women with the business skills they need to succeed. The school teaches practical business skills from public speaking to contract negotiation and every single Marie May gift box provides an hour of training for one person at the Marie May Business School. How freaking cool is that? Guys, this episode is so inspiring. It's so beautiful. I hope that you love it. Let's dive in. Jillian, okay, I'm so excited for this conversation. And we were just like catching up a little bit. We haven't chatted in a while prior, but we're going to save it all. This is going to be such a juicy conversation. I'm so excited. I love okay. it. <laughs> what, um, what I love about you is that you radiate positivity and that you might not feel that way, but this is how I receive <laughs> I <do not>. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You are a bright light and you have such a genuine heart to give. And I know we're going to talk a lot about giving in this episode today, but even in the time that I've gotten to know you, every time we've connected, I've always felt this just like genuine desire to want to give and to be the light in people's lives. So I just want to take thank a moment you. to acknowledge you. you for that and say, thank you for being here. No, thank you so much. I love it. So, and thank you for being you as well. We can talk about that later. You definitely helped me get over a money mindset issue that has been so life-changing in our business in the last year. So thank you. Well, I can't wait to hear the update. So tell me what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Um, let's see. I was thinking about this before the call. I first was just going to say surviving <laughs> because I, I keep saying that leading a small business through the last year has been like leading a team through the hunger games. Um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but if we want something a little more concrete and positive than surviving, um, we, I'm doing my first free webinar tomorrow on our, for our consulting services. And I actually was courageous and sent it out to a lot of potential clients that I had been chasing. So, Ooh. and one of them bit this morning, much bigger fish than I thought was going to bite. And so now I've really got to go up my game on this webinar. So. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. We're good. That's fucking awesome. Congrats. <laughs> so how does it feel now? Like having, like, what was the, what did it feel like before you hit the send button on that message? And how do you feel now? Um, you know me, I always think nobody wants to hear what I have to say. So that was what I was feeling like. <laughs> and so now I'm like, oh wait, no, people do actually want to hear what I have to say. So, so it was good. So it's a good feeling. What you so. have to say matters significantly. Thank you. So I want to, I want to catch good. up on everything that's been happening because a back for those back, backstory, right? You and I started working together. Um, literally, I think it was like three weeks before the <laughs> world shut down in 2020. Yep, and literally. 
Your business is very unique because you do corporate gifting. So there's supply chain issues, you're dealing with physical products. So it's not like 95% of the people that do digital entrepreneurship where you can just pivot. So can you just give, for those that maybe don't know, they're not familiar, can you share a little bit of the backstory of what happened to you in the beginning of 2020 and how you navigated that? Yeah. Thank you. Um, so like you said, uh, we do corporate gifting and it's all corporate gifts that give back. And we actually started experiencing hyper growth, probably Q4 of 2019. Um, and then ended up having one of our best events ever the week before COVID hit (laughs) and which was great, but it also sold us out of literally every product that we have, including the notebooks that we had on the wall. So like, it was insane. That event was insane. And, um, so yeah, then COVID hit and our entire global supply chain shut down. And so overnight, and I was like, Oh crap, literally, what are we going to do? We have no products to sell. And I was like, Oh, well, we're just going to (laughs) hide until basically see how this goes, figure out what we're doing. Um, this is where you did come in by the way, but then we kept having all of these corporate customers. I thought nobody would be doing corporate gifting in the midst of all of this. Um, I thought they also would be hiding, (laughs) but thankfully they were not. And so I ended up having corporate customer after corporate customer start calling and basically saying, we want to send something to our employees. We want to send this. And so thankfully to you, you said, stop hiding, figure out what you can sell. (laughs) You have people that are trying to pay you. (laughs) So, so I stopped and, um, actually then reached out to a bunch of my friends that I knew their businesses had taken a huge hit, but they had stocked up and they had plenty of inventory on hand. So we put together two, basically two corporate gift boxes that we knew would sell. Well, one was a work from home kit and another one was a, a wellness kit. And we didn't have one single Marie May product <laughs> in these boxes, but it was great. Like we ended up getting to support our friends that were, they have an essential oils company that works with all trafficking survivors. We worked with a candle company um, here locally as well. We worked with a company, a friend of mine that they do face masks. Um, well, they, it's a clothing company, but they pivoted and were doing face masks as a way to keep their weavers in Guatemala busy. And so we had all of these things. And so it ended up being amazing. And so thanks to you, I was like, that pivot ended up being hands down one of the best things that we've done because up until then we were just doing boxes primarily with our own products, which is a lot of paper products and like high-end paper products and artisan made goods. But this got us to do more of curated boxes as well. And yeah, it's been amazing. And say, cause it ended up being, we had several people coming to us Um, right after COVID hit, we ended up having one of our biggest orders yet come in in May. And then it just kept spiraling from there. So our numbers ended up being double last year, what they were the year before. So it's crazy. (laughs) So it was good. So thank you. Wow. (laughs) I'd probably still be sitting under my desk if you hadn't told me maybe to get, get busy and stop hiding. (laughs) Well, and that's the power of having positive, innovative people around you that aren't in your industry, right? I'm not in the gifting industry, but you can think outside the box and that's the power of your network and your tribe and like your commitment to your vision. And I know vision is something that's so important to you. And you mentioned something about corporate gifts that give back. So can you talk a little bit more about that piece? Because when people yes. think of corporate gifting, they think of like fruit baskets and like exactly. notebooks, oh, which right? I hate. Exactly. <laughs> right. So what is the 
the corporate gifting that gives back? Can you talk a little bit more about that? So it's twofold. So it's, um, we work with all small businesses, us based or artisan based overseas, um, in Haiti and Rwanda and stuff to make up the products in our boxes. And so they, super high quality. It's nice. We, I'm a huge believer in you are not sending a fruit basket and you are not putting your logo all over everything because people just throw that away. And so I wanted swag that people actually would keep and use. And I just feel like if it's a nice quality, people actually talk about it and you don't have to have your logo plastered on it. Like they will literally talk about it. <laughs> and so anyways, so it gets back in that way, as in we're we have a fully ethical supply chain on where we're sourcing everything. But then for every gift box sold, we provide an hour of business school for trafficking survivors here in, in Dallas, which is where, where all of this kind of started. It was on the business school side. I am a very unique entrepreneur that I started this business to fund <laughs> doing that side and just wanted to find a business that would fund, fund doing that. Um, and then it took off a lot more than I thought it was going to. So I feel like, I feel like as we are evolving as a, what do I even say? A collective mm -hmm. that companies and brands with social missions and give back components are becoming more of a thing. I'm using thing in yeah. air quotes, but it's yeah. just, um, why not use corporate profits to drive, you know, um, giving in such a yep. beautiful way. And I, I love that you just shared that because it gives me insight. And even as a small business owner, like how you can be part of the solution and how you mm -hmm. can give and how you can, um, provide change. And I know that you have a background in what is the word I'm looking for? What is your background in? It was in geopolitical risk. And geopolitical risk. Yeah, so that was the word yep. I was looking for. Geopolitical yep. <laughs> risk. So you are an expert at managing risk, and yet yeah. you walked into this like environment of like, fuck, right? What do I do? <laughs> I thought I had diversified and managed our risk, but nope. Right. It doesn't work when it's a global event. <laughs> exactly. But the power of yep. the pivot is so strong, and now you've oh, been able so to strong. come out on the other side with this beautiful mission to give back, and you're helping like survivors of human trafficking, which is a big topic right now. Oh yeah. I mean, it's been a big topic. And it's for a so neat. I was like that. So we started doing business school was with artisans in Rwanda. And then I didn't really want to be fly in, fly out, um, acting like this white woman going into Rwanda mm -hmm. knew what she was talking about. And so I was like, no, 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 I would rather do something closer to home. What is an issue here and who really needs sort of the business expertise to help them further their career. And so the more I dug into it, the more I realized like this niche really, really just needs some help on figuring out how do you put a resume together? How do you even interview? How do you, how do you job search? How do you, how do you navigate just trying to find an office job versus a fast food or factory job, which is what a lot of them just keep getting, which is to me heartbreaking because they are some of the smartest, hardest working women I've ever met. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyways, so but I won't go down a rabbit hole on that, but, um, yeah, no. And I like what you said about as a small business, realizing that you too can make an impact. And that's been my thing all along. Cause I actually think it's easier <laughs> as a small business mm -hmm. to make an impact. Cause you don't have to sit there and send it all the way up the food chain and get this big old marketing initiative and impact initiative approved by the higher ups to then do, I was going to say, you can just decide to do it. And mm -hmm. so that was why we actually started with corporate gifting because it was such an easy way for companies 
to give back with money they were already spending. Um, and it doesn't always have to be an extra cost, like figure mm-hmm. out ways. That's always been my thing, like figure out ways to just do what you're doing, but, but to make an impact through what you're doing. Mm. So. so I, I think we can all kind of understand the importance of giving right mm-hmm. from a corporate perspective, but I'm curious to know, like, how have you seen the landscape of giving shift through one of the worst, like in like financial environments and economical environments with your experience in geopolitical risk and all the things that you've seen Mm -hmm. with like disasters that have happened all across the world. Right. Yep. How has this one, like how has gifting changed from your lens? I'm curious. Gifting or giving both. Yeah. So it's definitely a hot topic <laughs> at the moment. And what I love is that we're finally seeing like in the leading up years, like the last five, 10 years, like companies have known that they need to be making an impact, but it's always been a nice to have and not a have to have. And I think in the last year through all of this suffering, everyone's realizing it's a have to have. <laughs> and as I say, this is something that your customers expect of you. This is something that your employees expect of you. And so therefore just being able to tell a good marketing story of here's luckily what we're doing is not going to cut it anymore. And so I also think business owners are realizing we need to get more strategic about this versus just donating a percentage of profits here, donating a percentage of profits there, because at the end of the day, like what's the first thing that gets cut when your business is not doing as great. Like it's always the giving. (laughs) And so like, how do you, how do you really bake that impact into your company to where it does not get cut? Because that's literally just, that's your company. So Mm -hmm. anyways, so I think it's moving in a fantastic direction. I think it's finally calling into question all of the fluffy pieces where people just felt like they were doing good, but hadn't really baked it into their business. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so it's a very interesting time because yeah, And again, it also highly mitigates that risk because again, where you used to have these storytelling type, like you would typically go to a marketing agency for your corporate social responsibility and people see right through that. (laughs) And that now is a huge reputational risk. (laughs) If you're out there saying you're doing these things, but nobody ever told operations that they need to change what they're doing, which is where you often see the big disconnect. And so, yeah, that's a huge Mm. risk at the moment to where, so you need to figure out a way to really make this a comprehensive strategy. Right. Because there's just so much more transparency now. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the two sides of this. So I'm thinking as a business owner, right? So we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are newer entrepreneurs, or they are running a network marketing team and Mm -hmm. culture is everything, right? We know in every business, like values, vision, culture matters. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm hearing you say is there's really two sides of the coin. One is how you, um, give to your team. Yep. And the other is more from a socially responsible perspective. So as a small business owner, why is it? Well, I think we know why, but I'd love to hear your perspective on why is it important to give to your team and Mm -hmm. why is it important to be giving on a social level as well? And again, and the third on that, I like doing those first two in the same thing. <laughs> and so, because again, you're a small business with limited funds. And so mm. when you're wanting to do both of those things, it makes so much more sense to yes. marry those two things up. And so the reason I think employees, employee gifting this year has been so big is because everyone's at home, you know, we're all going through a 
crazy year. <laughs> and so um, we saw a lot of our clients really rally around their employees and wanted to send them these nice, we thought the work from home gifts would do better, but it's been the wellness gifts all year long that have been the hands down the top sellers. And so they're basically trying to provide comfort to their employees to say, we're all in this together. It's a way of signaling to your employees that you're not going anywhere and you're still committed to them, which is why I thought it was so beautiful when we saw so many of them going out right after this hit in, in March. Um, but anyway, it's also a way to really connect with your team. And so therefore I like to think of this as this is not marketing, like this is actually gifting. And so like how, and so if you just give them a whole box of swag, that's not really connecting. <laughs> and so mm. give them something that they want, makes them feel seen. Like we're really big on, like, we will add logos where people want, we try to make it more subtle to where again, it doesn't overtake the whole thing to where people want to use it. Um, but we suggest then adding like their personal initials or sending, I was going to say, finding things that they like and care about. And again, like we always do handwritten notes. Cause that's always been our thing too, on that adds to the personal touch. Um, and I feel like when you're giving artisan made gifts and socially conscious gifts, that shows that you care about what they care about as well. And so, and again, I just think it's also good to be a very, to be a good example on that kind of stuff, because again, I think it opens up your employees' eyes to, oh, there are um, socially conscious businesses out there we could be supporting with amazing products. It, it's not like in the, when socially conscious businesses first came around, it was typically always done by nonprofits. Again, the quality of the products were not always great. And so they and the design of them typically were not great. Um, so I think a lot of people still have that in their heads that that's what that is. And it's just not true anymore. In fact, nowadays, it's that's where you find the really great craftsmen. So this is opening my eyes so much. So thank you. I used to work in the corporate world. I worked for one of the largest investment firms in the, on the globe and mm -hmm. yeah, our gifts sucks. They were all uh, like, it exactly. was like crap with my company's logo on it. Like I want to walk around with a t-shirt, a golf shirt, and I don't play golf. Well, it's and like, that was my thing. It's like, think how much money they spend on that stuff. And it's literally thrown away. That's been my thing. It was like that. No, that's not good for anyone. You don't want it. They don't want to be spending this money on things they're just throwing away. Exactly. Like, it's dumb. Like, <laughs> right. It's so, it was so wasteful. And I'm like, I don't want this company swag that's like exactly. came out of a storage closet somewhere, exactly. but I love what you're saying about like voting with your dollars. Like we talk about this yeah. a lot in general, like we hear all over the, all over the place, like buy small support, like women owned businesses or uh, women of color or, you know, like artisan businesses, mm -hmm. like don't shop at the big box stores. Don't buy online from some of the conglomerates, like mm -hmm. vote with your dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm hearing you say is that when we're thinking about gifting, right. It's the art of giving, it like is. there's such an exactly. art to that. Yep. Right. And it's not yep. just like sending a box full of random crap for, and to check the box. It's yep. about like, what would this person really like? And wouldn't it be nice if they knew that the gift that they're receiving also mm -hmm. gives back, like what a beautiful value exchange. And, you know, we, I, you know, I'm all about like energy exchange, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. This feels so good to me. Well, and they, they love it. Cause again, I can't tell you how many, I'm not trying to toot our own horns. I was like, but I'm just toot your horn girl. So, yeah, I was like, Do I'm it. just so passionate about if you're spending this money, it needs to be well spent. And I can't tell you how many of our clients have then come to us afterwards and said, 
the impact that it has on their clients that they've mm-hmm. given these gifts mm-hmm. to, because they come back saying that was the most thoughtful corporate gift that we've ever gotten. Yes. We love the mission. And so it's been, again, been great for business because it's made basically our business inherently viral. <laughs> and so, yeah, I would say it just, just be smart with what you're spending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does now that since I, we're the ones sourcing this from all of these small vendors, seeing what a different, especially on the corporate gifting level, like what a difference these bulk orders make to them has just been amazing. Oh, it's so, life changing, right? Yep. Like you're talking about like women that live in small communities in different yep. countries, like to be yep. able to get these big orders, it's going to fulfill their households for I'm sure a very long time Yep, and their communities. Exactly. And something else I just want to touch on briefly on just get creative on on small businesses, on like how you can weave impact into it. We ended up last year also doing, we got a big order from Ellen, which was amazing. And um, we ended up bringing in-house the fulfillment of that order, which was a 75,000 unit order. So it was nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) And so we ended up bringing fulfillment in-house though, so that we could hire all of our um, business school students to work on it because they'd all been laid off at the middle, at the beginning of COVID And it was just insane. But so we ended up getting to employ like an extra 30 women for a month on that project. And I was like, it's just, just get creative. Like, don't take the easy way out is always, Mm. is always my thing. Um, Get creative and you can really make a, I mean, we're still a small business and we make, I feel like a big impact all over the place. You just have to be thoughtful about it. So there's my my sermon for today. (laughs) Okay. So it's the end of February, 2021. Mm-hmm. And we're having this conversation as a business owner and a mm-hmm. visionary. How does it feel to actually sit here and be able to say all that about a company that you started? It does feel good. I am. I have finally in the last year, really, again, I do thank you in part for this, um, really learned to embrace the CEO role versus kind of hiding from it. And yeah, no, it was great. And sitting there in that one thing that I'm talking about on the Ellen order, when we were packing that out, it was insanity, but sitting there and listening to all the conversations that were going on was just, mm. and seeing, I was like, I don't even know if I can talk about this because I'll, it'll make me start crying, but seeing one of the daughters of one of the women that, that they were up there, like, so, um, anyways, we got very close to them and seeing how excited and proud of her mom that she was. And it's just been Mm. crazy. So that's my other thing too. I was like, I feel like when a lot of times when people give their, leave the corporate social impact, like at an arm's length, you're missing out on so much of it too. I was going to say the fact that you don't get to be in the room where you actually see the impact going on. I think as an impact driven CEO, somebody who has such a big vision for the impact that you want to make, it is important for you to be so connected in that way. Like it's, it's the same thing. I know for me, when I was in network marketing and, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the people that I would have on my team would get their first big check that like covered their mortgage or was more than they made in their corporate job. And just Mm -hmm. to see the process that they went through to get to that point, like it's addicting because you're like, it, okay, it really who's is. next? Like who can I yep. help next? And it's so easy to get so tapped into the mission, right? Yep. yep. Okay, I, so- I, that's been my thing. I was like, I can't imagine not having a mission in my work. <laughs> like that to me, like why? <laughs> that to me does not sound like fun. Um, Cause yeah, I always thought like, I like the money part as well, <laughs> but I, I want both. I, mean, I was like, I'm not good with having one or the other. Well, so. 
if you and don't you can have, have the money, you can't create the impact yep. that you really want. So let's talk about money mindset for a second, because this yeah. was also something that you really had to work through. So just even saying that, like without money, without like, um, what's this quote I've heard from a, I heard this in a leadership conference once and it stuck with me with great vision comes the need for great provision. Right. Yep. So like without money, you really can't do shit. <laughs> so no. Can you share, I would love to know, um, because when we started working together, money was mm -hmm. a big challenge for you. How do you feel like your mindset around money has evolved through one of the worst financial crises that we've had since <laughs> probably the great depression or yep. 2008? Yeah. Uh, it's evolved. Like I'd say it's been a 180. It's been crazy because like I was playing it small before to where again, I was like, okay, we just need enough to survive. Um, that's fine. I'm fine with that. And then again, thanks to you, <laughs> um, you helped me really see that again, if I want, have these big dreams of making an impact that we need cash to do this. And I knew that I was like, that's the whole reason I set up a business, a for-profit business versus a nonprofit. And so, but I guess it was not again, computing in my own brain when I was asking for the money up front from clients. And so thankfully you helped me get recognize what was holding, holding me back on that and got me over that because then, yeah, we went from before that we, it was just me an operations manager and a couple of freelancers. And now it's a team of almost 10. And then we bring in, yeah, as I say, and we bring in fulfillment help when we need it. So all of that extra stuff. And so, yeah, it's just been, it's crazy. The impact is so much bigger. Right. So, and now, now, like you said, I'm addicted to that. And I was like, I basically want to hire everyone in our business school. And so trying to figure out now, where are we finding the money to get this stuff done? So Ooh, I love this. Yeah. I could see this being like an internship that leads to like, oh, thank job you. That's placement. my soapbox. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what, that's yes. That right there is my big passion project. Cause I'm like, yes. that's all they need is an internship. Somebody give them a good name on their resumes. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So what's next then? And so now we're talking about all this, like, what's the big vision? What's, yeah. the, what's like 2021 and beyond? <laughs> so I know exactly. So this year, basically we spent all of last year staffing up the operations side on our gifting. And so we've got our operations manager. We hired a sales team. We hired, basically hired, staffed that whole thing up. Um, so now it's kind of running without me to where literally over the holidays, I can't tell you how many times my team kept telling me to get out of the way. It was like, apparently I'm, I'm only good for buying the food around here. <laughs> so that's wow. good. That was where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, and so then this year I've really let them basically run with it. And they're trying to, again, double things again on that side. Um, and so I obviously still am very involved and we're trying to figure out how to be more efficient and simplify and scale that side. But I've also now it's given me the freedom to start doing more of the consulting work that I adore and love and used to do, uh, because that was like corporate gifting was always just supposed to be the start because that was an easy way for companies to give back with money they were spending. But it's now me helping clients through how do you really get strategic about making an impact and, um, making it in such a way that it also fuels your business. Cause that's been, I finally had the time and space to sit down and think about like, why is Marie May exploding like it is? And I was like, this was supposed to just be a side hustle. And it turned into a million dollar company <laughs> for, <laughs> and why I'm like, why is Ellen coming to us? Why, why is FabFitFun coming to us? Like, where are we getting all of these things? Real simple ended up being one of our big clients last year, which was great. And, um, 
but so I finally sat down and thought through like, why was it working when a lot of other times people's social impact is a cost and is not a driver of business. And so I now figured out a new model of how I accidentally <laughs> really nailed the center of these three different areas of making an impact. And that's what propels business growth. And so now that's what I walk our customers through, our clients through, and how do they have that in their own business? Because again, at the end of the day, you want those profits to continue. You want them fueling each other to get bigger and bigger. So oh, I'm like obsessed okay. with this right now. <laughs> like I wrote this, I'm like, yes, from side hustle to million dollar company that needs to be on the fucking cover of Forbes magazine, please. Can you hire a PR representative? I know somebody. I did, exactly. <laughs> yes, that needs to be in Forbes. But for real, like that's every... Like, I want to be your hype woman right now. Can I be your hype woman? Like, literally, that is every woman's dream, right? Like, everyone who starts a side hustle, they want to be where you are. And, like, feeling... But I didn't realize it was my dream until you... That that was the thing. I was like, because I was just thinking, oh, I need this side hustle just to pay to do... Yes. For a job for me and a job for somebody else and to fund doing that. But I never really embraced, like, actually act like the CEO, build this Mm. thing up. And yeah, so it's been crazy positive. And in a time, it was, it's just to me has been fascinating and amazing to be able to provide jobs in the middle of uh, the last year. So, and isn't it incredible to like sit down for you and I to sit down and have this conversation and know that like, okay, the reality is for a lot of people, like this is not their experience. And I know even for you, there was a point where you were like, we're laying people off. Like we have to cut back. And it felt like you are operating from a place of real scarcity, which I think is real for a lot of people. And also there's always a way, there's always an opportunity when you can get into the creative energy of like, okay, well, wouldn't it be cool if, or how can we pivot and um, evolve through this? So what do you think looking back now, like having Mm kind of walked through the fire and, and really like every CEO's worst nightmare of like having to lay people off and your supply (laughs) chain is shut down and you literally have no inventory now, like coming out of it, what do you think is the biggest lesson? I mean, we know the power of the pivot, but like as a CEO and business owner, what do you think is the lesson or the tangible or the tool that you now have in your tool belt that's going to serve you to grow an even better business going forward, having gone through that? Yeah. Shitty experience. So yeah, exactly. So taking apart the pivot is what I normally talk about. I was saying, because that I think a lot of people are too scared to pivot and they wait too long. And so therefore last year was disastrous, but so not talking about the pivot side, I think what I learned the most from last year was the value of building a team and mm. not being finally, not being scared to staff us up. And so therefore like, it's just been amazing. And so finally, I knew I needed help on processes. So I made sure to hire an assistant that that was like hands down what she can do. And what's so hard again, as a former business consultant, well, and now consultant again, is I do know how to do these things, but that's the thing. It was like, you can't do them and do what you need to do to continue propelling the business forward. And so it was like, okay, I can be super organized and get all our processes in place, but I don't have the time to do that. So it was bringing somebody else in to do that. It was bringing somebody else in to finally get strategic about our social media, somebody else to handle email. Like, so basically bringing in a podcast producer, actually finally hiring um, a contract CFO to help. And so it was like all of those types of things that you just, 
that I was always too scared to do in the past because I was like, what if we don't have, it's the scarcity mindset. Like, what if I don't have enough money next month to pay them that has helped us have this banner year. So did that ever happen? Did you ever get to a point where you couldn't pay them? Um, we had a few times where clients were, um, very obnoxious paying late and that made cash flow issues bad, but no, I mean, they were always paid. So, wow. And that's where it comes back to the reputational risk. I was like, that's what always drives me crazy. He's like, no, 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 you don't get to do good with these boxes (laughs) and then pay all your small business vendors on a net 90. This does not work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because I literally just had, um, last week on the podcast, I had, um, the co-founders of creative label on, and they were Mm -hmm. talking about where they're at in their business and Mm -hmm. making this huge investment that really makes them feel uncomfortable. And it's in teamwork, it's in teams. Mm -hmm. Right. And knowing what your zone of genius is. Right. And this is something that you and I, like when Mm -hmm. you were talking about just being the CEO and not being all the 15 other things. And I think like when you start your business, you're everything, you're your supply chain and your customer service (laughs) and your marketing and your literally all of it. You are until you start generating revenue. And I think where a lot of people get it wrong is that they take that revenue and they see it as profit. Yeah. But when you reinvest back into the business and hire people that are actually smarter than you or or better than you at the thing. Exactly. Well, and give you the space to think. That's been my thing. I was like, now that I finally have the space to not just be running and putting fires out, but actually be able to think and be strategic about where we're going. Mm. It's just made all, all the difference. Um, it gets to be yeah. so much more fun. Oh gosh, right? yes. So much more fun. So yes. much more fun when you're doing the thing that you actually love doing. Exactly. Like exactly. we were literally just talking about this before we press record that I'm like, I'm taking notes because I write my show notes for the podcast, I which I honestly <laughs> do not enjoy doing. And I just literally forgot that I can actually pay someone to yeah, do that. Exactly. <laughs> so like, why am I doing stuff? I don't like, enjoy no, doing. Don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. It's the difference between like maybe taking one less trip to Lululemon a month and like, exactly it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice that. that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or I mean, or I'll just go make more money and then I don't have to sacrifice anything. That's so. what I always, yeah, I was like, that's normally my, my trick. Mm. So yeah. this is so fucking awesome to hear, like, yeah. just see where you are yeah. and, and yeah, the power of teams, right? So when you think about team building mm-hmm. and, uh, this kind of all ties together, right? The giving and the yep. community and the corporate culture, what would you say is the most important aspect of team building? Like, how do you build a really solid team? Cause we have a lot of network marketers, right? That listen. Yes. So they're always, and how do you with- build a team when it's primarily virtual? That is like, that's been the other Hmm. thing I would say. I think that's why actually gifting is even again, not trying to make a plug for our business. Why I I think gifting is actually so important and why we saw such a skyrocket in it last year is because people were wanting to send something tangible because they were only seeing them on zoom. And so therefore they Hmm. would send these boxes ahead of virtual events. They would send them at home to their, their employees team. So that way you actually felt like physically you were connecting with them when you weren't actually seeing them. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a little more difficult to have that team building experience when it is all through zoom. And so I just think you just have to be a little more intentional about it. And the thing that's helped the best on my team building was me getting out of the way and actually letting them talk (laughs) versus always back going through me. So that's been a huge help. And again, that's what ends up when they're like, get out of the way. We just order in the food. Okay. (laughs) So 
but yeah, so that really does help when you actually help them to feel like a team versus they all having to come to, to you to do anything. So, well, and, that's, and empowering your team. That's been yes. the other, I was like, that's, that's been the other big say. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say empowering them to not ask you things, um, and to actually make the decisions. So but giving them the tools on how to do it. So, right. And that's what actually creates confidence in them that yep. they can do their job and they can do it well. And then you're not feeling like you are so responsible for everyone yes. on your team. You're not, they're not codependent on you. Yeah. Which is so funny. Cause that was one of the first things I saw in COVID when we left our, cause we've been out of a co-working space and my operations manager has been one of my very dearest friends since high school. And, um, but she like was a rock star when she started having to put together these big orders out of her house by herself without me around. And she was just shining. It was crazy. And I was like, she has been deferring to me because I've been there the whole time as I say. And so to see her really embrace her yeah. role and me stop and unintentionally squashing her <laughs> to say has been amazing. So yeah. Empower them that, that I think one of it builds things. confidence, right? Yep. Yeah. I love yep. that. Okay. So if people listening are like, okay, I'm obsessed with this and they either want to learn about how they can gift for their mm -hmm. own companies or consult with you, how mm -hmm. do they get into like your vortex? So marimay.com is where basically everything is. There's a whole, that's where you can look at all the gifts that we have. You also, there's a thing where you can reach out about corporate gifts. We do a I would say 90% of our stuff is, is custom gift boxes. So again, if you don't see something you love on the, the shop page, always just feel free to reach out. We do a lot of custom sourcing for people. If they specifically have like, they, we did a lot last year on small business boxes on a certain um, city box we did anyways, all that kind love of stuff. It, love it. And then if you want to talk about uh, broader corporate social responsibility strategy. There's also a consulting tab on there to where you can book a free strategy session. So I'm so happy that you're doing consulting because I know this Thank was something you. that was so important to you. And you've also started a podcast. I did. I did also start a podcast called the good office podcast. It's also linked on, on Marie May. So to where we talk a lot about journey as an entrepreneur, but also talking with a bunch of different types of business owners on how they do good with their business. And so that people can see how it looks differently everywhere. So, mm. And it basically just takes, again, being strategic, picking something and being strategic about it. So I'm just so happy for you. Honestly, you. from the bottom of my heart, I am like over the moon, excited about what you're creating and the impact Thank that you. you're creating the women that you're helping. Um, and just the good that you're spreading in the world. It's so needed, especially in this time where we're feeling even more disconnected. So if, yeah. um, you've completely shifted my perspective on how I give thank and you. giving, giving is such a big um, core value of mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you for that. And <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, last question. Okay. And you need to go big on this one. I'm oh, gonna, okay. I'm going to challenge you to go as big as you can. <laughs> okay. What are you celebrating right now? Ooh, um, we're celebrating getting our biggest order to date out the door in the middle of the snowstorms of Texas last oh week. So. Gosh. And <laughs> that's the Hunger Games thing I'm talking about. It was literally started with cleaning crew throwing away our shipping labels to having to oh. hire our own 18 wheeler to get the beverages there in time. It's been absolutely crazy. <laughs> and I'm sure lots of lessons. And mm -hmm. what about you personally? 
Because you know I'm gonna like I was like that's, oh I know that was a cop out answer. I mean it's great you should celebrate it's that. True. But it was but business. What are you celebrating personally? Celebrating finally living into my my role and not hiding. <laughs> so it's fun. <laughs> it is fun to stop hiding. But yeah, no, that's probably and the fact and I celebrate every morning with my 90s hip hop ride on the spin bike. So <laughs> uh, yeah, girl. <laughs> I love that my, helps get exactly. <laughs> I was working out this morning and, uh, my, uh, personal trainer. Yeah. It was like the nineties mm -hmm. hip hop. I was like, this is my jam. Exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love this. And people were looking at me like I was crazy. I'm like too legit. I know, <laughs> I know. I mine started today with biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see it? I was like, yes. Oh yeah. How do you have a bad day when that's how it starts? You don't, you, don't. you just don't. <laughs> Oh, well, Jillian, I'm so happy for you. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so no, much for sharing you. your gifts and being here. Thank you. Celebrating you, sister. Thank you. All right, guys, if you it. love this episode, which I know you do, please share it with someone, tag it on social media. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.